0: Today's show, excuse me, today is the 23rd of October, 2020. So much is going on. I'm sure everyone's keeping up with all the crazy news, all the crazy weather, with fires and floods and, and hot and cold. It's just life. This is, this is life. And in this time, when people are kind of put away, For the most part, we're opening, we're closing, we're being careful, we're wearing masks, we're not wearing masks, whatever subset of issues or realities are going on around everybody. One of the most frequently asked topics has been about dating. Been enough time now. Where dating is starting to to really be missed. Like people who are younger and normally go out to certain places and meet others, even if they're meeting online, they're, you know, how do they meet up? They're getting to know each other through like Zoom or through any kind of video chat. And then they try to meet. It's been such a mixed bag for them. Because when we're younger, our natural inclination, if we're not with someone, is to be with someone and start some kind of life with a partner. And that is kind of halfway only on the table right now. So when you are meeting someone, because meeting someone online only it's really super tricky. I mean, there's a dance that you got to do to kind of keep this this whole thing going. Dating during COVID times. Dating during times when it may be longer distance than you want, but you figure you can't see the person anyway, but eventually you will. So what kind of questions? And this is where People ask me about dating and I say, what are you looking for? My biggest answer for that is I'm looking for love. I'm looking for love. We're always looking for love, right? We look for love in everything. If we get a job, do we love it? If we have a partner, we want to love them. We want to be excited with them, by them, because of them. It's a big deal right now to ask the kinds of questions that will give you a better insight into who you're dealing with. Because right now, remember how I said, don't jump into a physical relationship too fast. You want to know who you're with? Because sometimes the faster you jump in is the faster you'll jump out because you're, it's like going to the back of the book to get the answer. And then you don't understand it because you didn't go through the process. Are you somebody that misconstrues what somebody is telling you? Do they misconstrue what you say if you say something and then when they repeat it back to you, it's not the same thing? So what are good relationship questions to ask somebody if you're getting to know them in this time when you can't really see them regularly. Because this whole thing about love is put on the table right now. All the images, all the fantasies that we have been shown getting dressed, going out, fancy car, you know, whatever it is we're flashing at each other to try to bring attention to ourselves. It's kind of gone. When you're online, you're not showing up in a car. When you're online, you're at home where you're most comfortable. And when you're most comfortable... That's the best time to ask questions. Think about it. When we were dating and meeting in a restaurant, you're getting dressed up, you're going, you're getting there. It's almost like this artificial reality in a way when it comes to meeting someone new. Because anybody can present a good persona at a restaurant. You're dressed, there's food, there's company. I mean, all the fun things that we think of that a lot of times help us overlook who we're dealing with or why. Why this person? Are you just trying to make anyone who will bite stay? Do you just want to be loved because you think... That you have a lot to offer, but you're not really offering it to them. You're you're almost like forcing that, that you're a good person to them. But does that make us that person? Does somebody have to tell you they're good or show you they're good? Are they really that good? Because most of the time, good people don't go around saying those things. So, what are some of the questions that will give you insight into a partner while you are dating online? and one the number one, the seven best relationship questions, number one, is what are some annoying habits of other couples that irritate you the most? And if one of those is, I hate it when couples act so happy or lovey all the time or kiss each other in public or show PDA. If they say that, what is that telling you? It's telling you that they don't want to do all of that. They don't want to go around acting happy or showing any kind of affection in public. And then the bigger question is, why? Why not? Because they are setting the stage that they are not going to be warm and fuzzy just because they're in public. Now, it doesn't mean to go all the way all over to the other side, but why does that bother someone? Goof around, kind of be like that little lovey-dovey type of thing in public all the time. So why do they extract that? Why don't they like that? Does happiness bother them? Do they feel it's fake because behind closed doors they're not the same? So asking someone that you may be a couple with what habits they don't like about other couples They're going to give you that snapshot of where you belong in their world. And is that something you like? Because you may like not showing any kind of public affection. Some people it's natural. Some people are uncomfortable. But if you're both uncomfortable, then you can agree. But if you're not, you're going to always wonder, well, why don't you hold my hand in public? Why can't we walk like we are together in public. Because I know men who will not allow that of their women. And I know women who keep trying to get that little thing, and then if they get a little bit, they think, wow, he must really care. And that's the game you play instead of something you don't have to think about. I hate it when one part of the couple keeps telling the other one what to do. I hate it when... That woman keeps asking her husband to take out the trash. I hate it when. And fill it in because that will be a future scenario for you with this person. What kind of a parent do you think you would be? It's really important to find out how someone views themselves in a place where they carry responsibility. Because if there's any big responsibility, come rain or shine, is once you have a child, you have a child. You can't just decide to be a parent one day and not the next, and then the next day you are. There's no day off. I remember leaving the hospital with my daughter and carrying her and going, oh, my God, I will never have a day off again. And I didn't mean it to myself in a bad way, but that sense of responsibility and love and caring that I had for her told me I will never, ever, ever, never want to live without this little person in my hands ever again. So you have to really ask these questions because it goes back not only to responsibility alone, but to commitment of what a family means to somebody that we're ultimately looking for to have a family with. You don't want those questions answered later. And in the beginning, when you ask those kinds of questions, you can get away with everything because you are both in the curiosity stage. Everything is open for, you don't know each other, for conversation. It speaks to how well you will communicate with each other. So another question. If you're having a bad day, Would you want me to leave you alone or spend time with you and cheer you up? Now, this question is a super good question because a lot of times when one of the two is having a bad day and you don't hear from them, you don't know that they're having a bad day yet. And what do you immediately think? They don't care about me They're ghosting me for whatever reason. Why aren't they texting me? I hope they're okay. If you're worried about their physical well-being, you're texting saying, just let me know if you're okay. They still don't answer. Now you're worried. Or do you just spend time with them and cheer them up? Or maybe just be there. Or let them know you're there if they want to talk. But if you ask that from the get-go, you will know. All that guessing stuff, these questions give you the answers that we all want to know. We just don't know what questions to ask to get there. So what we normally do is we wait for the situations to hit, And then when we start reacting and sometimes we'll see reactions that are so off the charts, weird. And by then we're tied in. And so we say, oh, I guess I could deal with that. Oh, we need to talk. Oh, but in the beginning, when you are still least affected, they aren't in the fibers of your life yet. Find out what kind of life you are adding to those fibers of your life because your life will start to define itself around that person. And if the way it's defining itself with them starts to feel like, wow, this is like the life I really thought about when I think about sharing my life with someone, you know that's a stay. But if you get in and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's actually not true. I can't believe they just said that. That's not what what they told me when I first met them. And you start to see inconsistencies. That's a red flag because you're going to be chasing those inconsistencies for the rest of your life. Love is meant to grow as we get to know. Now think about that. Love is meant to grow As we get to know. If it's not growing as we get to know someone, that's something for you to ask yourself. Why do I keep going and just kind of pushing this red flag aside and pushing that one aside so I can just keep going forward? What a struggle that you are asking yourself to take on. So if they're having a bad day, what does that mean to them? What does having a bad day mean? Something went bad at work, something went bad at home, you got in an argument, you lost something, you may have lost money in the market. What is it that upsets you? And if that answer is all about a partner and what their partner didn't do for them, pressure because you can't live both of your lives i'll only be happy if you never do this again i'll only be happy if and now you are doing the dance so this person doesn't have a bad day imagine the only good news is and, and i just i'm thinking i'm funny now but is that you will become a very good dancer So the other question, would you say, I understand what you are feeling? Because one of the most common complaints with people is that, and this is a very interesting one, but one of the most common complaints with people is that they say, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. And then you say, how could they say that to me? <laughs> I've reacted to everything they've asked. And they don't believe or see that I get it. And if I don't get it, then tell me. I've had one one man say to his wife, if I've done something that hurts your feelings, or you don't understand why I said that, can you please ask me? Because usually I'm totally unaware of that. And he has to say it frequently because sometimes when she gets mad, she's like, what was he thinking? But that's a question you can ask them of how you can improve that dynamic in your relationship. If you don't believe that the person you're with understands you, help yourself help them be understood by asking them how or what it takes for them to feel like you understand what they're feeling. There's one couple where every time there was an argument, The woman would explain herself and then explain herself again and then keep repeating herself because she just could not wrap her mind around the fact that she was not understood. But in truth, he had told her, all you have to tell me is this hurt your feelings, which is really what happened. But because she didn't feel justified to say how she felt, She herself didn't feel that. She felt like she had to give you a million examples as to why. For him, he tunes out. Because it's just too much talking, too many words, too many circles. And then I always laugh when I think about the fact that women will speak 5,000 words to a man's 1,500 Women will speak 5,000 words to a man's 1,500. So even the way we speak is innately designed differently. So the other question How content are you with the amount of non sexual affection? In your relationships. It's just like checking in. You walk by, you give a kiss on the cheek. Or just a quick kiss. Or you put your hand on their back. Just a sense of appreciation. Or you hug each other and kiss each other before you go off to work. Or when you come home. Or every time you do see each other, you just give each other a quick kiss. Is that something that the other person is comfortable with and is that something that's important to you? That's a huge question because some people associate that with still, in quotes, still being loved or desirable to the other person. And other people don't need that to feel that. Some people have a high sense of tactile, you know, touching, stimulation. And other people don't care. The bigger question is, which one are you? These are like, you know, imagine a first date. But no, as you get to know people, because think about it, we are living vicariously through our fantasies right now in these COVID times. And COVID dating is huge right now. And a lot of people are tethered to online dating and meeting each other. And, yes, they see each other, but they see each other in each other's homes. Tells you a lot as well. Just the background, the level of cleanliness, does it match yours? Would that drive you nuts? Would you never choose what you're seeing around you? Or does it look perfect? Are you like super happy with who they are? Because on a first date, you don't see someone's home, depending on how soon you you guys decide to date again and how frequently, you will not see the inside of their home, which tells you a lot. I remember I walked into someone's house. I walked in. I stood in the kitchen. I've said this story so many times because I was so mad at myself for a long time for not listening to my gut feeling. But I walked in, I stood in that kitchen, a beautiful home, a beautiful kitchen, a great guy, and I thought to myself, I will never marry or live with this man. Oh, because I stood in the kitchen. I couldn't believe it. And I, I got so mad at that thought. I was like, get out of here. I just haven't dated for a long time. Stop bothering me, brain. You are in my way. I don't want to deal with you. I am going to date this guy. I am going to figure this out. Why do I feel that? That is the reason why. I just... I saw the sign. You know that song, I saw the sign. Yeah, well, I saw it. Did I want to? No. Did I listen? No. Now I listen because of that. That was my lesson. That was my teacher. I still like the guy, but I don't want to be in his life because what he thought of a relationship My gut knew, but I had no evidence to support my gut feeling yet because I wasn't there long enough, and I didn't listen. I did ask questions. I just did not recognize all the red flags that were coming up were going to pertain to me too because God knows I believed I had enough love for both of us and I was going to bring it out in this relationship. It didn't happen. I knew I was not staying there. But I did not want to know. Had I gone through and asked these questions, In a way, one of the better byproducts of COVID. We can romanticize all we want. But truth is truth is truth and love is love is love. And there are no variations to that. So you could ask them a question. If you could ask me anything and have me answer truthfully, what would that question be? And the truth is, don't ask this question unless you're ready to give a full and honest answer. Don't ask them if you don't want to be that exposed. Because if you ask that question, you should truly be prepared for an open and a candid discussion. Because nothing will open you up like that question. There's a woman, she's a younger woman, not like young, young, in her middle 40s. And she's beautiful, physically beautiful. And she has three kids. And she's been married four times. Four times. When someone asks her, she will tell them. And they'll say, well, how were you married at four times? And she said, well, you know, it happened. Every time I thought it was the one. So now that I found out time and time again that I don't need marriage to prove that I'm loved because that's what I wanted. I wanted someone to commit to me. Dating wasn't enough. I thought if they marry me, then I know they love me. What she didn't understand was that she needed to love too. Then, marriage that she needed. She wanted the marriage to prove to herself that she was loved because she found out she had a hard time believing anybody loved her for real. That was one of the most candid answers. I ever heard. So let's say they ask you, well, you know, how many times have, how many people have you really been in love with? How many times have you been married? And, you know, somebody says four, your eyebrows go up. But with that answer, what is the takeaway for the listener? The takeaway for the listener is, it's going to be hard for me to convince her I really love her. So my next question would be, Do you feel like you can receive love? That would be my question. Or if you're just, you know, in this kind of conversation, you say, how do you accept love from others? Ah, you know, I don't really think people love me. Well, that's going to be your future. You're going to have to fight that obstacle. So you might want to say, well, what have you learned since then? Have you gotten help since then? Can you see now that you can? Yes, I can, but it's really hard for me. So I'm not dating for a while. Well, not dating and not doing anything about it together. will just repeat the same scenario over and over again. So it's really important to ask these questions. Enjoy your online dating. You guys, I love you guys. It is the weekend. I will see you Monday morning. Bye-bye, and happy birthday, Maria. (laughs) Bye-bye.